0: This is episode 26 of Trash Talking with Eco Warriors featuring Amber English, co founder of Pixie Cup.
1: You're tuning in to Trash Talking with Eco Warriors, where women share inspiring stories about their careers in green business, sustainability, and conservation. Here's your host and founder of Trashy Beauty, Barbara Lee.
0: Alright, here's your warning. If you are at all put off by hearing women talk about their menstrual cycles or their monthly flow, you may want to skip this episode. If you are brave-hearted, male or female, I do encourage you to listen to this episode and help spread the message. Half of the world's population menstruate and it should not be taboo to talk about it. Our guest today is Amber English, the co-founder of Pixie Cup, a reusable silicone menstrual cup that is better for both women and the environment. In this episode, Amber and I dive into the reasons why a woman would choose to use a menstrual cup and how pads and tampons impact our bodies and the environment. Over the course of a woman's lifetime, she'll spend over $10,000 on her period alone. If you don't believe me, check out the link that I put in the show notes. Between tampons, pads, medication, and everything else that's associated with menstruating, being a woman is tough. Switching to menstrual cup that costs $20 and can be used for 10 years is an investment in eco-friendly, cost-saving, healthy periods. Pixie Cup is one of the many menstrual cup companies on the market, but my favorite part about this company is their social mission. For every cup purchased, Amber and her team donate a cup to a woman in need. As someone who has lived in the middle of Africa and in the remote parts of the Caribbean, my menstrual cup was a lifesaver. I didn't need to worry about making trips to town to buy tampons or worry about where to dispose pads when you're using a compost toilet. Amber found a pixie cup with her brother, yep, a dude who runs a menstrual cup company, and has even roped her sister into the business. Her background is in health and wellness. Growing up in the Midwest, Amber did not have access to recycling the same way we did. And Amber realized that there was a huge importance of recycling when she went to go move to South Korea. This was something revelational to her. I've been wanting to cover this topic on the podcast for a very long time. And I'm so glad that Amber was willing to speak openly and fluently about this topic. If you're already a longtime advocate or looking to make the switch, I hope this conversation will be enlightening for you. Let's get trash talking.
1: Hey Amber, welcome to Trash Talking.
2: Hey Barbara, thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure. Honestly, I've wanted to have this topic on the show for a very long time. So I'd love it if you could introduce yourself and tell our audience what it is that you do.
2: So my name is Amber English and I am the co founder of Pixie Cup. We are a menstrual cup company with a mission to help women in need. So every single cup that we sell we donate a cup to someone in need, whether that's a homeless woman here in the States or um, women in developing countries. I've been doing that for three years and it's the most amazing journey I've ever been on. That's amazing. I didn't realize that you guys had that as well. That's super cool. Yeah. It's been the heartbeat of our company since it started and it's near and dear to my heart. That's why we do what we do, but yeah, super exciting.
1: Awesome. Okay. So, so much to cover now, (laughs) I guess, first of all, uh, maybe let's explain what a menstrual cup is to someone who has, A, never heard of it, or B, uh, has no inclination to wanting to really understand (laughs) what it is. Yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. So, menstrual cups have actually been around for a while, but they are just now becoming mainstream, and so they are a silicone cup. That you can use to collect your menstrual flow in place of traditional pads or tampons. They are a win-win all the way around just because they are reusable, so they're great for the environment. They're good for your body. They collect the fluid instead of absorbing it, so you don't have to worry about bacteria buildup. And then also, they'll save you a lot of money. You can buy a cup for $20 that will last you for 10 years, and you're not having to by disposable and reusable products or non-reusable mm-hmm. products.
1: Amazing. Let's dig in a little bit more. Obviously, this is a sustainability podcast. Why this makes such an impact cuz I don't think people realize, you know, like what tampons and pads are made out of and also mm-hmm the impact of that over the lifespan of a person's time.
2: Yeah. So packs and tampons are, and you can get organic options, but for the most part, the pack, any packages you pick up off of a shelf from Walmart or Target are going to have chemicals in them. They're going to be dyed and bleached, cottons, fragrances, etc. And not only are those bad for your body, just because your vaginal wall cells are very thin, and the chemicals will leach into your body, but they're also harmful for the environment. And so as far as just what it takes to produce, the amount that we need as a developed country is astronomical, and all of that just ends up in the trash, which ends up in landfills, which we know that, yeah, even though we don't see them necessarily, they're growing, and it's so, so, so sad, which kind of brings me back to like, why I started Pixie Cup? Like I said, I'm from the Midwest, and so. Um, our landfills out here, like, we never see them, and recycling isn't huge. It's so, so, so bad. I don't live on the coast. We don't have curbside recycling in my town, like, I live 15 miles outside of town. I sort my recycling, take it into town, drop it off at the recycling bin, and it's just not convenient. But that kind of brings me back to why, like, I'm so passionate about spreading awareness, especially in my area, because here, especially in the Midwest, it's just kind of uncommon to recycle, as sad as that is. We don't have recycling bins set up. It's just not a thing. and so basically how my whole kind of journey began with environmentalism was moving to South Korea. My husband and I lived there back in 2013 and 14 and they recycled everything and I was just amazed and I realized it's a small country. They're kind of landlocked and so they had to and I thought it was terrible that especially where I was from we didn't just because we have a big country and we have room like that doesn't make sense and it's not sustainable at all and so when i came home the first thing i did was i bought recycling bins and i started recycling and it's just been a small journey every year is a different step and i think that what it needs to be for most people is just what can you do today to make a difference and that's kind of around the time that i was introduced to menstrual cups and I was like, oh, my goodness, this product is amazing. And it's actually one of the things that sold me on menstrual cups was the healthy factor. Um, I've got a background in health and wellness. My master's degree is in health promotion. And I was like, I knew that pads and tampons weren't healthy for you, but I didn't know that there was another option or a better option. And ordered it, came the mail. My first thought was, oh, my gosh, this thing is huge. I'm gonna give it a try, (laughs) (laughs) and I fell in love with it from day one. It was like my favorite product that I had ever purchased, and since then, I've been telling women about cups. One thing I did notice, though, that like I have a high stomach, and the cup was kind of hard to get out of to grab the stem and like pull it out. And so I was like, you know what? I can probably change this. So yeah, that's how Pixie Cup began. I contacted a few manufacturers, made some changes ordered my first round of Pixie Cup, put them up online, and they started selling. And I realized if I've got something here, I want to do something about women in need. When my husband and I were done teaching English in South Korea, backpacking trip through Asia and Europe spent quite a bit of time in developing countries. And that when I was like introduced to the devastating menstrual crisis that just plagues women in need. And it broke my heart. And it wasn't till like everything came together with Pixie Cups that I realized that menstrual cups could be a sustainable food solution not only for us living in western countries but for women in underdeveloped who yeah. don't have any access to pads or tampons.
1: That's super cool. So This is really funny because actually, so I was very hesitant about making the change. Yeah. (laughs) Even though a a very close friend of mine adopted hers back in college, I remember being like, no way, like you're absolutely crazy. I was actually going off traveling and I was going to be remote. So the place that I did my volunteer work in the Caribbean was a completely off grid, like we had water. That was delivered to us. It was a desert island. Oh. Uh, it was a compostable toilet. So tampons are kind of out of the question there because yeah. they won't biodegrade. And I needed something that I knew where I didn't need to be dependent on like the system of like being able to go to the grocery store and like being able to like purchase things and like having something that's sustainable, like truly, truly sustainable. Yeah. And so I made the leaf to try a menstrual cup and I haven't really looked back since. So.
2: Yeah, I know. It's just such a difference. And the other thing is, you can wear them for up to 12 hours, which is so great. Yeah. Such a game-changer. Like, you don't have to worry about it throughout the day. And especially, any time you travel, honestly, like, it is just hard. Like, especially when you're traveling over in Asia, it's hard to find sensible products that you're used to. And so, if you've got a cup, and that was another thing. When I went to um, teach English in South Korea, I knew that tampons were really hard to come by. If you could find them, they were really expensive. We literally went to Sam's Club and stocked up on a year and a half (laughs) supply of menstrual products, and I was backpacking, like, that's a lot of room. And so a menstrual cup found all of those problems, my husband and I backpack now still, and just the space issue alone is a huge win. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I remember someone that I met while I was traveling, she also had a menstrual cup. And one of her big things is she's a surfer and she'd go out surfing for hours at a time. And she's yeah. like, yeah, it's amazing. I never have to worry about it anymore. I can- exactly. Yeah. For all, yeah, all, all kinds of activities. Super cool. So let's talk a little bit more on like the sustainability aspect first, because yeah. I don't think people um, think about this. Right? like you get your period once a month and you probably don't really think about the impact that you're making during that time maybe like i think it's on average like 20 tampons during a cycle yep. um and so like 240 tampons a year 9600 tampons in your lifetime like and that's that's pretty impactful on for the planet
2: for every single menstruating woman which is just... To- It just, it blows my mind and that there is, and I'm so, so grateful that menstrual cups are becoming more mainstream because they're, yeah, like when you start your reusable journey or your sustainable, you'll, you know, you want to start recycling and you want to stop using single use plastic, but menstrual products I feel like are those one things. It just takes a little bit of an extra nudge to kind of make. And just the fact that, and for me, it was it was a friend that told me about them. And I think that makes a big difference is when you are personally able to share your experience with someone, being like, this is the best thing that has ever happened. Just that little nudge to kind of encourage them to take the leap of faith and just give it a try. And so it makes a huge impact on our planet and the amount of waste that you are able to reduce every yeah, it's crazy. I mean, nine to ten thousand tampons per. Hour. And so it's always exciting to hear, especially from my customers. Where did you start using the menstrual cup? And then like to add up the cycles, and just for them to realize, like, my waste they've saved from landfill—so great. And especially yeah. like you can use them for ten years. And like you said, you've been using yours. I think you said five cool. years now. Yeah, it's like just you about, saved just like yeah. so much. Isn't that crazy? Like if you were to pile all, it
1: would be. It's amazing. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the reasons why women wouldn't switch to a menstrual cup because I I yeah. mean obviously this was like twenty, I don't know, eleven. Um, so there was like a little bit of a stigma sync still against menstrual cups because they were still mm-hmm. not very mainstream and people didn't really understand them and it's like how does this like weird little silicone thing going to work? And I know I've definitely had like a little bit of a love hate relationship with my cup, when you're traveling, it definitely leads to some very interesting situations that you're in, like, yeah. in the middle. You know, I, I think there are some things to chat through about,
2: like, how women yeah. can make sure that they find, like, the right cup for them. Exactly, yeah. And we want like, we want pixie cups to work for everyone, but we do understand that, like, men's blue cups, like, there is not one size fits all for it. So, basically, it comes down to finding the right size and fit for your body. And we completely understand that. And that's why we have a 100. Actually, totally bragging. But anyway, we do have the best guarantee out there. If you message us and you have any problems, we want to help you. And if we can't, then we'll give your money back in full, no questions asked. And it's just because it is kind of intimidating at first, but we want to do everything we can to make this work for you. And so if that intimidation faster is an issue like we want to take that away completely but there are a few other things that could prevent someone from using a menstrual cup and that just being like i don't know how this will and then actually after you get it it's kind of big like for me i'm like that's huge like how is this going to work and so it just kind of takes a little bit of braveness, to and commitment to be like all right i'm going to give it a try and the amazing thing about is that most women who try them end up loving them it's in the high 90 some percent of women who try using a cup and that just says a lot. Like, if this is a product that most women love and continue to use, then it's something that you can too. And so there are a few different things. I think if you've got a friend who uses one that you have, you can always, um, there are amazing Facebook communities um, that uh, are, are just for menstrual cups for women who have questions um, to kind of talk to you through everything, but as far as like finding the right size for your body, um, we normally recommend choosing your cup based on your flow amount, just because every woman's body is different. It depends on um, how old you are and your personal anatomy and if you've had children or not, Um, but also your flow amount. So we recommend starting there. If you've got kind of a lighter flow, you're not going through your pads or tampons very quickly throughout the day. Um, then, you know, we recommend that you start out with, the, with a small. If you have a heavier flow, start out with a large. And we've got 100% satisfaction guarantees. So if you're not sure, just try one. If it doesn't work, we'll, we'll send you a different one. And the other thing is, is we also have an extra large cup, which is amazing if you have an extra heavy flow. I know it doesn't go for everyone, but for me, it's the cup that I use and it's just because two and a half years ago I was in a really bad accident I crushed my pelvis um, and my menstrual cycle has changed but I have an extremely heavy flow I have no idea what I would do without a menstrual cup honestly it's it's insane but the extra large pixie cup is a lifesaver it holds 35 milliliters of fluid which is Three and a half super tampons worth of fluid, which is huge. So it's just it's amazing. Like you can go that much longer throughout your day without having to worry about changing it out. But yeah, so choosing the right size and then also your cervix height is something else to take into consideration. If you have a really high cervix, um, it might be a little harder to reach up and grab your cup. And so you want to make sure that the stem design is good for you. If you have a really short cervix, then you want a a shorter cup and something. And you can actually, if you have a really short cervix, we have customers all the time who just completely trim the stem off just because they don't need it and they find that it hangs out a little bit and it's uncomfortable, And so that's completely fine. So if you have a really short cervix, you might go with a bit of a shorter cup or a stem that's not very long, so it won't hang out and be uncomfortable. As far as using one, there are a few different things that you can do, but basically it's kind of like practice makes perfect. Some women get the hang of cups right off the bat. For others, it takes a little bit of figuring out. And so it's just different folds, inserting your cup dry or getting it a little bit wet or putting some natural lubricant on it, um, making sure that once it's in your vagina that actually pops open and creates a seal because if that doesn't happen, it's not going to be leak-free. Also, just kind of understanding your anatomy. I think that's another added benefit to using a cup that a lot of Women really appreciate after the fact but don't really realize that it's something that comes with the product. If you learn a lot about your your cycle and your flow and just everything from the color of it to the thickness of it and just what all of that means, you really get to know your body, um, know what's going on, and kind of be more in tune with yourself physically, which can be helpful in so many different areas so just getting it to open and making sure that it opens underneath your cervix and not right next to it if it's kind of next to your cervix your cervix might bypass the cup and it's not going to do any good at all so just making sure that it creates the nice tight seal around your vaginal walls captures all of the all of the flow and you'll be good to go and so cups are leak free which is awesome and i know that some women do experience leaks And if you've experienced them, I promise you it doesn't have to be that way. So it could be the size (laughs) of cups. Yeah, we have women experience leaks and it's so exciting because if you find the right size and you get the right technique, you will have a leak free period for the rest of your life. And it's the best thing ever, but it does take just a bit of effort figuring out, okay, well, you know, what am I doing here? Um, is it the size? If your cup is too small, it could like slide in and out, and that's not going to create a big seal. If it's too big, it might not open up all the way, which won't create a seal either. So that's the size issue. And then the other aspects are just different folds and techniques to using your cup.
1: That's so awesome. Thanks for explaining that so thoroughly. I think, again, people are like, Kind of confused, I think, before they use one mm-hmm. of like how mm-hmm. it's actually going to work and like will yeah. this work when I'm sleeping? <laughs> and, exactly. Um, I feel like I can attest to the fact that I've done yoga and like with inversions and everything. I did my whole yoga teacher training like and I used a cup and I was totally fine. So
2: swimming and sleeping, yeah, you don't have to worry about <laughs> it at all. Can we talk a little bit
1: since this is your expertise on like kind of the health benefit to women? I know they're definitely when I was growing up there were stories about like women who died from toxic shock syndrome, T S S from having periods in for too long. Um, I think all of us, especially, like, me living busy New York City life, like, I forget sometimes, not have my cup one day, I start my period early, and then I'll forget that like, the tampon is in, and this is very dangerous for women. So I'd love if you can kind of touch on, like, why this food-safe silicone cup is just so much safer than a tampon or a pad.
2: Yeah, so pads and tampons, they, especially tampons, as far as you mentioned TSS, is that is a super scary, dangerous situation that can lead to death, and and it's completely preventable. Um, But basically why that is is that um, little particles – of cotton can get stuck inside of you, and that can create bacterial growth that can get to your bloodstream. If you leave those in for longer than six hours, you are at a much, much higher risk. As far as, like, also tampons absorbing your fluid, that makes a very dry environment in your vaginal canal, and it will really throw off your pH balance and hormones in your body. And so anyway, one of the reasons that, and even with pads, the biggest thing with pads is um, the non-organic ones, they're just, they're bleached and they're filled with chemicals. And the the sensitive skin down there is so thin that those chemicals can bleach into your body. So with a medical grade silicone menstrual cup, it does not interfere with your body's natural fluid. You can insert your cup, and it will just simply collect the flow. So you don't have to worry about the absorption, and you also don't have to worry about little particles of cotton getting left behind. And so the thing with cups is you want to make sure that you rinse them and clean them every 12 hours. That's very, very important. But your risk for getting TSS is dramatically decrease if you start using a menstrual cup and so actually we did a blog post on this about a month ago and did just a bunch of research on TSS and there are actually a lot of women don't know this but there actually are two documented cases of TSS while using a menstrual cup because when menstrual cups first came out when I first started using them there were no documented cases at all so that you were like completely risk-free and but what happened in these and what I want to make sure that people know is that these women completely forgot about their menstrual cup and they left them in for almost up to a week I think it was seven days which is yeah which is really really scary and so basically what you want to do if you think you might be forgetful or something like that just set a timer um you do want to make sure that you change them every 12 hours and then when you're done with your period you take them out sanitize them and store them away yeah so anyway almost completely non-existent um if you use your cup correctly you don't have to worry about it whatsoever it's just amazing how much healthier they are for your body and also a lot of women have really really bad cramps and while cups necessarily Don't take away all of your cramps. A lot of women have found that they have reduced menstrual cramps when they use a cup, and that's because your body is back in balance. It's not being interfered, something collecting the natural fluids and throwing off your pH balance, and it's just amazing. That's
1: super cool. And so since you touched on this, I want to touch on it as well because I use your Pixie Cup wash. Sure. It actually helped solve an issue for me where I was having problems with using my menstrual cup in my period and getting different infections. And I started using your soap. I did a lot of research and I love mm-hmm. that the base of your wash is soap nuts because it's what I use for washing my clothes. Awesome. And I'd love it if you can touch on this a little bit because I think it's actually a really fantastic product. And I think, um, like you said, the cleanliness of using this product correctly is also still really important.
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah, so you definitely want to make sure that you clean your cup. And that's why the wash comes in handy is any natural soap that you can get is great. So you don't necessarily just want to use. We've got our Pixie Wash. I'm so glad that you use it. all natural. It will clean your cup. And so it's, it comes in like a, a little bottle. It's got a foam pump that you can squirt a pump or two in there. And we recommend that you clean your cup with a wash every 24 hours. Also, another really important thing to keep in mind is before and after your cycle, you want to completely sterilize your cup. And so whether you boil it in water or steam sterilize it, it's really important to, like you said, keep that bacteria growth non-existent. And all that is is proper menstrual cup hygiene. So our wash is an amazing product. I absolutely love it as well and it sets your mind at ease knowing that you are completely cleaning it. Also using clean hands, washing your hands before and after, all of those little things are great ideas as well. There is a learning curve when it comes to using cups but once you kind of get the hang of it, it's really easy. It kind of becomes like a routine and a habit that you can just brace the freedom that it gives you and, and everything it does for for your body and for our planet.
1: Cool. And then, okay, last thing that I want to kind of chat about, because I feel like we've, we've covered all the bases in terms of anything anyone would ever want to know about menstrual (laughs) cups. I'd love to kind of like touch a little bit more on this aspect of your company where it is kind of like a social good company. I think, There is some stuff that I've been exposed to because I lived out in uh, developing countries like Kenya where Mm -hmm. there is kind of this issue where young girls in particular in developing countries are not able to go to school because of their menstrual cycle Mm -hmm. and because it's kind of not educated to them about what they can do and what their options are, but also it's a little stigmatized as well. So I'd love it if you can kind of touch on like the importance of this in terms of like the social aspect
2: so it it breaks my heart and this was when I was traveling to realize that women just for being women to have the same opportunities as everyone and that, and that and I had no idea and what you said was right Barbara these girls when they get their menstrual cycle they have to figure out what to do and they don't have traditional pads and tampons, and so whatever they can use, they do, but it becomes a problem and it becomes such a pain that they aren't able to go back to school just because they don't want to be made fun of by the boys, they don't want all of these different things, it is just heartbreaking. For even women who live in developing countries, if they live in a city where they do have access to pads and tampons. They're very expensive, and it's devastating, but you hear of stories of women who will turn to prostitution just to pay for these products so that they can continue going to work or school so that they can get out of the situation, and that breaks my heart, and so... Um, that kind of comes back to the mission of Pixie Cups. For every single cup that we saw, we give one to a woman in need. We started that about two years ago and we've donated over twenty thousand menstrual cups to women in need all over here in the States and, and those in developing countries. And for a homeless woman here in the States, they want to stay to stay clean and hygienic, and it's just really difficult if you don't have access to Sanitary products, um, shelters are often lacking in, in basic sanitary products, and so a menstrual cup um, can change someone's life, and yeah, if you have access, and we often get asked the question, well, what about cleanliness and things like that? And the amazing thing is is that if you have access to drinking water, which most people do, you can use your drink, drinking water to clean your cup, and then you can also boil that water to sterilize it, and so while well, it may not be as convenient, it's definitely the best option. That they have just because what they're using right now are are different objects or rags, and trying to wash those in limited water and then bacteria growing on them and then trying to reuse them is is not nearly as ideal as um, being able to use a menstrual cup, which is easy to clean and easy to sterilize with boiling water.
1: Yeah. No, I love that. Like I said, I have lived in several developing countries while I was doing my conservation sustainability work. It is heartbreaking because I don't think it's really spoken about. I think it's kind of this like hidden thing, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't
2: see it and we don't hear about yeah. it. So
1: I I love that that's
2: something that you guys do. Yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing. That's why we do. Actually, just uh, a week ago, we got an email from a homeless woman in Florida who said she received one of her cups. She had heard about them, really wanted one, but could not afford one received one of our cups and said it completely changed her life. And we often don't hear, you know, those stories. We know we, we give them away and we hear that they're doing great things, but just to personally get that thank you was just so meaningful. That's why we do what we do and it's why I'm passionate about Pixie Cups and it's more than just a product or a company. Our mission is to empower others to give back and live free. We say we're not gonna stop until we get a Pixie cup into the hands of every woman in need and that's an audacious goal, but we're here for the long run, and help women who need it.
1: Can you kind of, like, tell the audience a little bit more? So where where do the cups go, like, specifically? Like, do you work with, like, a charity partner?
2: Yeah, so if, if anyone's listening, um, if you guys have an organization who would like to use um, or who could use Pixie Cups, go ahead and send us an email. We've got a form that you can fill out on our on our website. But basically, we'll partner with any nonprofit who aligns with our mission and has a program in place to help women in need. And so basically we just want to make sure we don't want to just donate air cups and have them sitting in boxes somewhere collect dust or just being distributed without education. So a big key to us is making sure that the education piece goes also, especially for women in, in developing countries, there are um signals to using internal menstrual products, and so we just want to make sure that they understand what the product is and how to use it. And so, yeah, if you guys know an organization who needs cups, we um, partner with organizations all over the world who collect our cups and donate them to women in need. Cool. I actually might send you to Wildlife Works, which is where I did my volunteer work out in Kenya. Awesome. Oh my goodness, that'd be amazing! I and I love like personal connections like that too. I absolutely love it because it's one of those things. Like a hundred menstrual cups being donated to a smaller organization can just be a game changer for that organization too, and for the people, the, the women who are volunteering and working over there. We also like to supply the staff members with products so that they have sustainable products while they're over there and while they're donating and volunteering their time to help women and men in developing countries. Super cool.
1: Awesome. <laughs> I think it's also really funny too. I, I saw on your website that your co founder is male and that he My gets really great. <laughs> that's <laughs> so great. But he
2: actually he he it and mean, loves it. And it's one of the reasons we are as successful as we are. He means pursuit and the vision and to do what I'm good at and we're a family owned business and so I just absolutely love working with him. My sister works for us as well and it, it's great. We get lots of laughs. <laughs> oh, that's so fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, I think that I don't want to exclude the men in this conversation. If there are any men who are listening and are interested in this topic, I think it's still extremely important for us to have exactly. uh, Absolutely. people who are willing to, you know, weigh in and to actually, like, help support movements like
2: Absolutely, yeah. And that's uh, that's the amazing thing with my brother, too, is he breaks those barriers for men on a daily basis. 50% of the population menstruates. It shouldn't be a taboo topic. We should be able to talk about it openly and freely, and so... It's, it's very exciting. See, I know one
1: thing that we didn't cover, I think you mentioned it, was the cost benefit. So this cup costs yeah. $20, and when you add up how much having your period costs in your lifetime, it's in the thousands of dollars. So the cost yeah. benefit to switching early and adopting it sooner in your life actually really is a cost
2: saver. It is. It's amazing. That is a huge factor in why a lot of women decide to choose is they're tired of buying a box of candy. Tampons that cost them $8, several every cycle. So you buy a cup once, it'll last you for 10 years, and it will save you so much money. I haven't bought pads or tampons in over five years, and... It's amazing. So that, that is a huge factor and absolutely awesome. Actually, I finally remembered which menstrual cup I had. It's the it's the Lena. Yeah, Lena. They are an amazing company. We we love Lena Cups. And we love Lena. Any menstrual cup company who are able to get cups into the hands of women, like that's better for our environment and it's better for women. And we love them and it's awesome. And if there was something that you need to talk to your gynecologist about, you can actually bring them data. Like, hey, you know, I filled up my cup to the 20-milliliter line and had to empty it three times on my heavy flow days or whatever. Like you can get them actual data, and they're like, oh, this is actually what's going on. Let's see what we can do here. Yeah. So it's helpful in so many ways.
1: Yeah, I have a really cool app called Clue that I've been using mm-hmm. for yep. a couple it's of years amazing. now, actually. It's a great place to put all of this data and information. Like you said, it's been great to be able to bring this to someone. I know I've been able to bring very definitive <laughs> information to my right? OBGYN. <laughs> I think she's impressed yep. by the level of detail. I'm like, Oh, you wanna know the exact day that like my period ended? I'm like,
2: Oh look at exactly. this right now. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. <laughs> Uh this has been an amazing conversation I'm so glad that I got you on the phone because I've been wanting to talk about this and I've been approaching companies honestly for the past like six months very heavily being like who do I get on the show Um, so I was was so (laughs) glad
2: that I was able to get you on I am so glad to be here thank you for having me absolutely love your podcast I love that you are spreading awareness and talking freely it's amazing so much again Amber All right, take care
0: Barbara I was actually pretty shocked at the point where Amber described what she had to do to be able to recycle in the Midwest. I've certainly only lived in Costa cities for most of my life, but I think some of us take for granted that recycling comes to us instead of having to go to a location to recycle. So think about that when you're thinking about reducing your waste because plastic usage, still, even recycling it, is not the answer. So far, Pixie Cup has donated 21,250 cups to women in need. If you or someone you know works on an organization that could use a donation of menstrual cups, get in touch with Amber and her team. I've linked her email in the show notes. Did you see that we're going to be at the International Coastal Beach Cleanup this weekend on Saturday, September 14th? Come join us and help clean up the Rockaways and bid adieu to summer. What better way to thank Mother Nature for another fantastic season of sandy toes and sun-kissed skin than by helping to ensure that no pollution makes it into the ocean? Sign up at the Rockaway Waterfront Alliance's website or by clicking on the link in the notes. You can also visit us on Instagram at TrashyBeautyCo and click on the link in the profile. Come say hi, I'll be there picking up trash as well. As always, tune in again in a couple weeks where we'll have more inspiring stories from eco-warriors around the world. Thanks for listening and stay green.
1: Thanks for talking dirty with us. Tune in next week for more trash talking with eco-warriors. For more inspiration, follow us on Instagram at TrashyBeautyCo.